We Infuse Podcast, episode number 15. Welcome to We Infuse Podcast, and today we have a special guest, Sonia Alizi with Southside. She's the director of nursing with Southside Infusion Pharmacy, and she's actually, uh, she's been an RN. She wears different hats in Southside. She's involved in, um, with their management of infusion practices. She's involved in operations. She's involved in growing the business, so it's, she has a really neat take on infusion therapy specifically. So, Sonia, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, so I want to give, before we launch into my typical questions I like to ask, I want to give Sonia a chance to just share a little bit about her background. So just, I guess, tell our listeners kind of what led you up to this point and your background in in a clinical setting and what got you involved with Southside. Sure. In 1994, I started with um, infusions or my introduction to infusions with infectious disease. I was the clinic practice manager for that doctor's office doing pick lines at the bedside. And then we were mixing our own antibiotics and sending patients home with them. So I got a little taste of that and fell in love with it. That's great. So you went from being an RN to working with infusion patients. And then how long have you been with Southside? I've been with them for 14 years now. So from being a practice manager, I went on to work for Helix. I was a um, clinical educator there. I was a corporate nurse teaching nurses how to put in pick lines at the bedside, got very redundant, missed the patient side of it and dealing with the physicians. And so I went on to work with Southside where I started um, home health services, was their director of nursing for home health, loved that there was an aspect of infusion there because we were doing home infusions, did a lot of that, and then went on and started branching out our own infusion services for the company and doing infusion management services. That's great. So let's just take a minute for people that don't know or, or maybe haven't heard about Southside, kind of give us an overview of what Southside does, because I know predominantly may, some people may think Southside specialty pharmacy, but there's much more to it than that. Absolutely. So originally we started off with retail pharmacy, grew our services into the specialty side, and now we're really big into the infusion side where we have our own standalone infusion locations where patients can come in and be serviced seven days a week, as well as doing the infusion management side where we'll go into physician offices and do the whole, you know, scope of services, uh, turnkey for managing the practice. And then you guys are also involved in, I think you said home health. Are you also involved so definitely in home infusion? Home health. home infusion, home health. We own our own home health company. We own our own uh, home medical equipment company. And I think that's it. Yep, and the in-office infusion suite. Yeah, so you guys are involved in a lot. We are. That's awesome. And so with all of that going on, it might be kind of hard to pinpoint, but would you say that you guys have a main area of expertise or a main focus? I'd say that it's probably in the specialty realm and then our growing infusion services. It's rapidly growing year over year. We grow at least 20 25%. Wow. And I know we were talking earlier during the conference, as those of you that are listening, we're actually recording this during a break from a a large uh, Texas rheumatology conference. But I think you mentioned that one of your goals at Southside is to be kind of a one-stop shop. Absolutely. That was our model initially to be the one-stop shop. So we were seeking where could we have a niche in the service market, you know, and basically it was to get one referral and be able to service it from beginning to end. 
So definitely, if we've gotten a referral from a case manager in the hospital, a patient needs to go home, we're able to get them a wheelchair, get them their infusion services, and get them their nurse all out of the same hub. Okay, so for people listening to this, and we have a pretty broad range of listeners from physicians to nurses to business people who are thinking about launching infusion practices or acquiring them, what would you say, what, what's one big takeaway you would want our listeners to learn from that? I mean, what's the, what's the benefit to having a one-stop shop as opposed to somebody maybe thinking, well, I think it may be better to go here for this thing and go to another company for that? Well, having a one-stop shop, I think it helps you keep your client in-house so that you're not losing them to maybe a company who can do or offer more services than yourself. Um, obviously, some of the pros are that, you know, the revenue can be good, um, but there are some risks associated with that. So just basically do your homework. That's good. Yeah, you have a lot more control over that experience, patient experience, client experience. That's good. That's great. Well, well, let's let's switch gears and talk specifically about infusion therapy with the in-office infusion practice. What's one maybe consistent or big challenge that you've you guys have encountered with in-office infusion therapy? I think one of the biggest challenges is trying to present a pro forma or a you know a forecast on how that office is going to turn out for the company so that it's a win-win for both parties. Um, a lot of physicians' offices don't have a full grasp of how many patients they have. They don't have a full grasp of what insurances reimburse. Um, I think that becomes the biggest challenge for us, trying to forecast. And, you know, really, that's it. And so why do you think that's so challenging? Does it come down to their ability to have a good sales process? Does it come, I mean, what, what do you think is the key to to growing that successfully? Yeah, so I think that the problem is that they're not capturing the data. If they're sending things out, then they're not really capturing what their revenue source could be. You know, they've never maybe done any infusion management services, so they've never bought any medication. They don't know what the reimbursement is from Blue Cross versus United. They, you know, they don't really have an idea of how to even start that up. So I think that that's really part of the problem. That's why it's hard to get a good forecast from them. That's a good point. And we, we see that a lot, too. You know, we're, when we offer our software, we go into a practice and try to analyze their workflow. We're not really I'm, I'm not involved in forecasting or anything like that. But we, we go in there and analyze their workflow and we'll find a situation where somebody's keeping track of inventory in a notebook on paper and they're updating it once a week. And I, and I asked, I was in an office uh, two weeks ago in the Northeast and they had over, I said, how much inventory do you have on hand now? If you could put a dollar value to it. She said, oh, somewhere around 330,000. And I said, and how are you updating it? She said, well, here's my notebook. My system works great. And I said, well, what are you recording? She said, well, right here, look, I've got Remicade. I count, I've got 10 vials. I put Remicade 10. And I said, well, what about the size of the vial, the NDC, the lot, the expiration date? I don't need to keep track of that. We order more Remicade every week or so. And I'm thinking, you know, if you were to transfer two, five, ten thousand $10,000 out of your personal bank account at a time, I think you'd pay very close attention to it. You'd probably have be doing it online or at least have a record of it. You wouldn't be doing it in a ledger on a notebook. Absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy. And, and meanwhile, this fridge that's in the corner of this infusion suite, it's got over 300 grand going in and out of it every week. Right. I agree. So that's that's one thing we've seen as well is that, that you, you go into a physician practice and everybody's so clinically focused that they don't focus enough on the business details 
and we like to say you need to have equal parts, clinical passion and business acumen. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. That's right. That's right. So it's interesting well, to hear Well, people pay attention when they're losing money. Yeah, right. That's when they start paying attention. Right. So that's the part where we want to come in and help them with that. And if we can then get them to really highlight some of their pain points, then we want to be a solution for them. And granted, we need the, the background information. We need the forecasting in order to help them. That's great. And I'm sure you've got stories of practices you guys have come into and help them get turned around and get Absolutely. back on their feet financially. Absolutely. I think initially um, part of our, you know, hiccups have been with um, new practices and trying to convince offices that they will be profitable in the long run. The startup takes some time, but once you get ramped up, things will be, it will work out for the company. Yeah. And I think, I think with that, with, I know with some physician practices, they, I mean, just to be straight here, some of them don't want to use a management company because they think, well, this management company is going to take revenue. Right? right. That's right. But I had a, I had a conversation with the, with the doctor's office this last week and they're really struggling with some billing issues and they called us, right? They called we infuse because we have a software platform to help you manage your practice. I said, you know, frankly, you need a management company. You really do because they're going to do billing services. They're going to take away the risk of buying the drugs. They're even going to help with staff processes, people, all, all this stuff that no software platform on earth can do. And that's what you need. And, and this particular physician still didn't want that. But um, I, I tried to also let them know that when you work with a company um, like you guys, there a lot of times you will also build other revenue streams that the office isn't doing. And this particular office wasn't doing any home infusion at all. And so I tried to tell them, if you work with a management company, whether it's Southside or Helix, or they're, they're all going to try to add revenue streams. 100%. It's a and, partnership. And so that's something that a lot, of, a lot of physicians either don't know to do or are scared to do. Maybe they've heard a story where it didn't work out well or whatever. But um, it's, it's always good. I mean, uh, a percentage of something is way better than nothing. Absolutely. Well, you're going to lose it in the long run if you're not managing it correctly yourself. Or I get the calls where the doctors want me to send a nurse because their nurse didn't show up and they've got 15 patients scheduled that day. You already lost money that day. Your patients are only going to put up with that for so long. So with management services, you can have another backup nurse there readily available. Or your nurse can actually take vacation and it doesn't impact your revenue because we'll supply another nurse for you. That's a great so. point. Yeah. It's just a level of safety there. Yeah. That's great. Well, tell me this with, with everything that you've been through and I'm, I, I love learning about the infusion therapy space, but I'm, I'm relatively new at it and always learning. And I know that with your experience clinically and with Southside, I'm sure you've seen a lot. What, what's a big aha moment or a light bulb moment where you've seen there's something really important that people need to focus on in, in, in office infusion? I think um, really for us, the light bulb moment is that there is money to be made and you are helping patients that would prefer to be seen in-house. They would prefer not to go to an oncology center to receive their treatment for Crohn's or rheumatoid arthritis. They prefer to be seen at the doctor's office. So I think this the fact that you can bring that service to them in the doctor's office has been a, a, a very much an aha moment for us. Why is that, do you think, for, for people that aren't familiar with this space? Why do you think, why would the patient prefer to do it there versus at a hospital or in the home? 
I think when you're going out to another location, there's no uh, personal service to you that's a random nurse seeing a bunch of patients. You're a number. You're not an actual patient. Um, you're treated differently than the other patients. There may be a priority for the cancer patients over your treatment. I just think there, you know, there's some things to be said for doing it in a doctor's office versus going out. That's a good point. I heard Brian Johnson mentioned the other day that when you have a patient for infusion therapy, especially if they're coming to the office once every month or two, they really kind of become like family because if they're going to sit in that chair for an hour, two hours, four hours, you get to know them pretty well. Absolutely. It's no different than a woman going to the nail salon and knowing her tech. They trust you. They trust you enough to start an IV. They trust you enough to actually, you know, give them their treatment and to respond and know how to respond if they have a reaction. So there's, it's a very much a, a connection that you make with your patient. And that's a good point. And that's, I mean, it, what, obviously it's a clinical setting and they need to be there, but just from a customer service standpoint, I, there, there's no way a hospital or some kind of outpatient infusion center where they don't have that personal relationship. There's no way anybody would stay there if they if they could go somewhere where they have relationships. Absolutely. We see it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, tell me this. With I know you guys are growing. You mentioned some numbers earlier. You guys are growing pretty quick. So what are you most excited about with Southside right now? I think I'm most excited to expand outside of Texas. So, you know, we're, we're definitely expanding outside of Texas. And for us, that's a a big, you know, goal that we had wanted to do. And we're actually achieving that goal this year. So, you know, for us, that's really it. That's great. Where are, do you guys have any targets to we focus do. on? First? Minnesota will probably be our first one outside okay. of Texas. Great. You want to catch up on some cold weather? <laughs> oh yeah. I've been down there a couple of times and it's extremely cold, but yeah, yeah. it's It'll beautiful be up there too. Oh, it's amazing. It that's, is. That's and really... great food. I have to tell you, the food is amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have to try it. That's great. You'll be down there, I'm sure, when we get our stuff down there with y'all. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> or go live. <laughs> be a good reason to get some good fishing in. That's um, right. Well, I guess with with everything, I mean, there's so much we could talk about, but we're going to wrap it up. So what's, what's one parting piece of advice for our listeners? I would really, I mean, it's that homework. You really got to know your business. You've got to know your insurances. You've got to know which ones what plans you're enrolled in. You've got to know what the reimbursements could look like. You need to know what your, you know, medication mix is like. And like you said, you can't have it on a piece of paper. You've got to keep tight metrics and and know what your business looks like before you get involved in anything. That's great advice. Well, I'm really glad that you um, took us up on the offer. No, we reached out to you asking you to join the program. So thanks for making time for it. And I know that the listeners got a lot out of it because you guys have a lot to offer. And with your experience, it just brings a lot to the table. So thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. And for those of you that are listening and have not done so, be sure to check out more podcast episodes on weinfuse.com. And if you haven't seen a demo of the software and would like to see one, be sure to request a demo today. Just head over to weinfuse.com to get more valuable content on the infusion practice.